Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Online on DAB+, Talk Radio and Talk TV. Good morning and welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk TV. There's lots to go at this morning because it is a bank holiday Monday, but lately there's no such thing as a quiet news day, is what I seem to find myself think, thinking and saying, because there's always something going on in the background. Today, uh, the police are going to be asked questions about whether they might have been slightly overzealous when they arrested all those people from Republic, uh, the Republican organisation, uh, who had apparently done a deal with the police to go and demonstrate uh, at the coronation, uh, but were then arrested and weren't able to do so. However, as I said earlier, to Claire Fox. There were plenty of people who were able to demonstrate on behalf of Republic. Uh, they just weren't actually able to set up their loudspeaker system and they weren't able to do whatever it was that they wanted to do in some way, shape or form. We've spoken as well about the coronation. Peter Hitchens is here now with us to tell us what he made of it all uh, and the matters arising from it. Also, we will be talking about the NHS who apparently can't think it's uh, a good idea to spend £240, pounds, £240 million pounds rather, on some kind of new phone system, which apparently is going to make it a lot easier for people to make uh, bookings with their GP. Now, if it was that simple, surely they could have done that earlier. Apparently, all you need is a phone to get through to the GPs. Well, maybe. I actually had a very good experience, Did you? I have to say, with the GP a couple of weeks ago, mm. uh, using, which obviously would exclude anybody who doesn't do this, simply using an online system, Yeah, where I very quickly got uh, got their attention, very quickly spoke to somebody right. who, 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 who actually understood what I was on about and very quickly got an actual appointment. Oh, that's good. So I have to say that I mean I, I do live in one of the one of the best appointed parts of the country mm. in Oxford, and I'm undoubtedly lucky. But I can't pretend that I was badly treated. The interesting thing was that when I finally got a prescription, yeah, that it was quite difficult to get. Right. Apparently, there, there are quite widespread shortages of of, uh, of, of major drugs, which yeah. you, you simply cannot get. I had to but hunt, I think that's hunt a around for hours I think that's a function of the inefficiency of the system, though, more than it is about why know. there should be shortages. Because I, it seems to me, you go into any boots now or any sort of chemist yeah. chain, and half the stuff that you used to be able to buy, you can't buy. And things are not on the shelves. Because they don't stock it anymore. Well, th- anything you want is now on, online, yeah. first of all. And actual shops are being, are second-class places. 
It's a shop. And it's right. another thing. I like Bovril. I know this is eccentric, but I do. And it's nothing eccentric about it. Possible to find. Really? I eventually found it in an enormous Tesco's a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and they had four. They had four jars in right. the whole this is gigantic you, airport I'm, I'm, size I'm, shop. I like to think of myself as a bit of a gourmand, but occasionally I have a taste for um, a nor chicken noodle soup in right. a packet. Um, and it's very it, good if you've got a cold. Can't find it anywhere. I ended up buying it in France because I found it in a in a French yeah. supermarket. It's it's, it's there is I don't know why. Extraordinary number of things to which this yeah. is happening. You can't. And this happens to me a lot, like because I don't get I don't shop much, but I, I shop sort of Christmas time. You're buying presents for people, and the number of times I went into a shop and they would say, "Oh, we don't have that in stock at the moment, but we can order it for you." Yeah. I'm like, if I wanted you to order it for me, I would have ordered it myself and had it sent to me. Yeah, except that when you, every time you do that, you help to sign the death warrant of the actual shop. Well, that's true, but my right. point the is... Shops that, are, do you see the way shops are transforming? So mm. Over and over again, you go to shop, there are no staff. No. It's all, it's all automatic robot mm. machines. Uh, I, I used to try to fight against this. Yes. But there's I've given new, up now. Because have you it's, seen it's these new Amazon battle. shops? There's, yes, I have. There's, there's, one, there's one just out There's in one in Southwark Street. Southwark Street, yeah. yeah. Um, which I, I've never been in. I go past it quite regularly. Um, and apparently you, uh, you enter it by using some kind of QR code because yep. you have to be an Amazon Prime customer. That's right. And you go in and there's nobody in there who works there. No, you, That's you all. Just, you just take what you want and they charge you for it. Yeah. It's horrible. It's really ghastly. I, really, I don't see how this is going to improve the world. Mm. I don't, I've never seen how it's going to improve the world, sacking lots of Because I like from, to go into a shop, jobs. and if necessary, if there's somebody there, I was, I was in a, a shop buying some paving stones, of all things, the other day, and I had to buy a spirit level, and it was in one of those massive, great you know, yeah. warehouses. And I thought, I could be here all day looking for a spirit level, so I'm going to ask somebody. <laughs> Um, and it took me ages to find someone to ask. Well, this Eventually, is a, this I did. Is a, in, 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 the, in, my hunt for, <laughs> in my hunt for Bovril, I was very lucky to find in Tesco's yes. a, a very pleasant woman in the, in the fresh vegetables department okay. who said, yeah, I know where it is, and conducted That's me. helpful. Right, right, and so, where right. was it that you couldn't find it? Where, was it well, I, I, did, I didn't. Where does one look? I'll tell you one thing where it wasn't. Right. It wasn't with the Marmite. Would it have been with the, the stock or something, maybe? No, no, it's just it was it was in some really obscure corner. This is the thing; they move stuff all the time. Oh, they do that, and that the, is a practice that they use to make you buy things you didn't know you wanted. That's right. Yeah, the, the whole thing is that they, it's they, quite they, a the, scientific the light, thing. The lighting lowers your blink rate, so you become more mesmerised. The trick mm. is to go to, um, to to go to supermarkets with a bicycle. Then you can't buy everything because you, 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 you keep having to say, "I can't carry this home." Yes, Stephen room? in Belfast says, "Tell Peter you can get Bovril in home bargains." It's a discount chain you may not be aware of. I have to say, I haven't come across I haven't them. heard of them. But I'll obviously have to get to know them this Yeah. Way. No, but it's funny how things suddenly run out. Um, and it's, all, it's only ever to do with inefficiency, in my view. It's like when the tomatoes supposedly ran out. They only ran out in some places. They didn't run out because there were no tomatoes. Well, I don't know about that. I, all, I, all I know is that this, it's an odd thing that this, the shelves are often empty. And, and the, the thing that we started this was the chemist business. Yes. They, when, I, when I said to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the pharmacist behind the counter what's going on, he said, well, this is all happening all the time now. People mm. are coming in here with perfectly normal prescriptions. I can't fill them because we can't get the drugs. Right. And I thought that was quite a problem. Yes, I imagine it is. It's an interesting subject, actually. You may have to look into that. Yeah. See why we can, what we can find out about it. But let's talk about the Penny Morden and the sword. <laughs> you wrote about that this weekend. Well, she, she was obviously the, the, the star of the whole, the whole coronation. Though, oddly enough, I found the coronation so curiously flat. Did you? Yeah, I think the cameras were too close. Mm. Uh, I, I, th- I just think that we you think saw, you didn't we saw capture the too sort of majesty much. of it. I, I, I think it would actually have been better, more moving, more memorable 
if it had been in flickery old black and white. Yes. And if the and if all the shots had been from afar off. Mm. Uh, the moment, one camera the, the moment where the the king had to get into that um, gold lame dressing gown. Yes. So I, I thought that would have been so much better if we hadn't been so close. I see what you mean, because because when you are as close as that, you are literally there. And so, so you don't get the majesty also, of it. You don't get you don't it's a composed picture. It's this small group mm. of people standing in, in a in, in the centre of an enormous building, uh, in surrounded by other people watching. Mm. And there's a sense of ceremony and mystery about the fact that they're standing there in this small knot. Much better, in my view, portrayed by those wonderful shots they sometimes do from high up above. Yes. uh, Than from having the camera, high-definition camera, pushing right into the middle so you can see the archbishop's nostril hair. I don't want to see the archbishop's nostril hair. Not he doesn't want. Do. He doesn't want me to see it. No, it's not necessary. It, it, it was too close, and I, f- I felt strangely flat. And uh, I, 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 the couple of times I've watched the old film of the fifty-three coronation, yeah. I found it very moving, and that's right. in colour. Mm. Uh, though also the 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 other thing which I still remember as being extraordinarily moving was the Winston Churchill funeral. Yeah. Which was in black and white when I saw it, and I've never seen it in anything other than black and white. There the is recording something I've got about black and white footage, isn't there? It, 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 it gives something a, 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 it puts perspective in. It makes it, it makes you feel as if you're in the future, looking yeah. at the past. Well, do you know my father, who was a very perspicacious individual, said to me once when everybody else had got a coloured TV and we still had a black and white one, I said, "Can we not get a coloured television?" He said, "This is the only place you can see things in black and white." All right. Which was a great way of answering the question, true, yeah. and it was absolutely right. And it saved him a bubble too. As in well. the same way that when you look at old photographs, news, news photographs in particular, in black and white, they're amazing. They're much more evocative than yeah. colour photographs. Yeah. The, what c- colour photographs tend to do, uh, there were a couple on the internet last week of 1930s Berlin mm. colour photographs. Yeah. It did look much less sinister yes. as a result. Yeah. Which is not actually what you want, want it to look. No. Like. Exactly. It ought to look sinister. Exactly. Uh, but you know, so the penny. But to go back to the yeah, penny Morden thing, yeah. she. I'd, I'd noticed. I think a couple of maybe days earlier that she was in one of the rehearsals because she. I remembered suddenly was was at the time um, the sort of liaison, wasn't she, between the royals and Parliament? Because she was the one when Charles was signing the book. Well, doing all the accession October. stuff. She, she was doing all that. She's, wasn't she? she's very good at that. I yeah, think. she has a very good sense of the ceremonial, and it's, it it really did stand out. And I think that uh, that, that continued into the the sword bearing. Mm. But I, the, I, everybody I spoke to after said, "Why a penny more than that?" Yeah, it was the thing which which everybody really wanted to talk about. There wasn't. Yeah. I don't think, in the whole actual ceremony, a moment involving the king, uh, which which people would want to talk about so much, was there? It, it was, it, no, it I mean, went I, more I or less okay. Nobody dropped of, anything. No, J- Justin Welby was obviously having great trouble getting the crown on his head, going yes. backwards and forwards. But the, one hopes for things like that to happen because every coronation yes. in the history of, of I mean, of the both country of the crowns looked quite it. precarious. It seemed to me. Well, you saw the lip reading. Uh, on yes. the palace balcony, where yeah. both obviously Camilla and Charles yeah. appear to be quite worried about their crowns right. falling off. Because they didn't look as if they you were can't on look properly. Up. And you you're kind of standing there, you'd have to stand like with your head incredibly yeah, you still. You can't look up. And, and Angela Levin was just telling us that apparently Camilla's got quite a big head. I don't know if that's, if that's a fact. I wouldn't know. But I suppose you can't make the thing bigger or smaller, can you? Well, you can change the lining a bit, I think. But yeah. It's obviously a technique. No, the, 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 sort of, the vaguely eccentric, fascinating bit for me was when they were presenting all the things on cushions, like the spurs and yeah. the, the ring. And I was worried at one point they were going to try and put the ring on his finger because it looked like it wouldn't fit. And that would have been a bit embarrassing. They dispensed with that. And the, and the, and the single glove. Yes, the glove. Yeah. yeah. 
So that was all a bit weird, but kind of interesting, I thought. It is interesting. And if you read the actual, I mean, the, the one to read uh, is the 1953 series, which yeah. is significantly different from, the, from, from Saturdays. Yes. Uh, it explains a, 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 a lot of this stuff. Though, actually, the, 50, the, 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 the Saturday service, there is a version of it which Lambeth Palace has put on the, on the internet in which they do try to explain every, every single one of these things. Right. Which is worth looking up if you're, if, if you're interested in those matters. Yes. Though they did dispense with some key words in the presentation of the sword. Yeah. And the sword carrying itself, I don't think anybody had predicted. So that kind of surprised everybody, didn't it? I don't think anybody had. No, I hadn't expected it. Right. Um, I presume that was also done in 53. Well, if, if, the Lord, if I, I don't know who did it in '53. I, I kept meaning to look it up, but if it was, of course, the Lord President of the Council would have been an elderly geezer with white hair, mm. which wouldn't have had quite the same effect no. as, as this this woman got up. As there was a, as definitely a science, something goddess. science fictionally about. <laughs> well, the people were were saying it was like Game of Thrones. And all yeah, that. I thought she looked there's something about the the uh, the, the laurel pattern on the hat. I thought she looked like some sort of Roman yeah. pagan deity, I'd right. say. One yeah. of the fiercer, not particularly... Um, Great look, though. Oh, it certainly was. Tremendous. But I don't think it's going to carry her into Downing Street. Uh, I don't think it will, yeah. no. Um, it's not enough. No, exactly right. And as far as the Welby kind of um, Pledge of Allegiance was concerned, that was all a bit low-key as well in the end, wasn't it? It went off badly because people misinterpreted it, yeah. I think. It wasn't... I, don't think, I think it was fundamentally a bad idea, mm. Um, but I think the, the difficulty is always is in these things. If I'm in church and, I, and, and we say the creed or the general confession, yeah. these are things which if I were asked to say in the middle of the office, I might hesitate mm. a bit, but because I'm in church right. with other people doing it, and it's, it's, then, then the words trip off my tongue. And saying something like that at home, a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. In front of your family, or yeah. indeed, as I was on Saturday, in an office, yeah. it's quite difficult. Yes. And a lot of people wouldn't have wanted to do it, whereas if they'd been in the Abbey, they would have done it without a hesitation. Right. So it would have been better if he had just not said, this is what we recommend and invite you to do. It's actually one of the reasons why, uh, why, why people should try going to church. Mm. Uh, it involves you so much more in, in, in great ceremonial. Yeah, and, and, which is why those big sort of long, sort of long lens um, shots of the church are, are much more interesting because you can actually see the architecture of the church, yeah, which is quite important. And that it's full of people. Yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. Well, listen, we're going to stop for a moment. We'll come back, though. We may talk about um, VE Day. Apparently, it's yes, today, um, which we haven't mentioned yet. And also, uh, a study about marijuana, which may now be behind 30% of schizophrenia cases in young men. So we'll get into that. This is Talk TV. See it, hear it, think it. Talk radio and Talk TV. Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk TV. Incredibly, 78 years ago, 
the Second World War ended in Europe. I mean, I don't know why that sentence surprises me, but it seems longer ago than I suppose in my head it is. Well, I 78 years. Yes, well, I think it's, it dominates our discourse so much, even today. If you have an argument about any foreign policy issue, what people will compare it with is Munich and mm. 1938 and Neville Chamberlain. When they're talking about war, it's always Winston Churchill mm. and the Battle of Britain or in America, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. The events were so huge and what followed was so enormous mm. and the numbers of people who died or whose families were directly affected by it. I mean, I was growing up, I shouldn't think it was anybody I knew whose, whose fathers had not been in the war to, mm. to some extent. No, exactly right. And, and, and we are still, to some extent, the generation which, is, which dominates all discussion. So although I, I, when you look at it, you realize rationally it is a very long time ago. Mm. And say by the 1920s, people were not saying much about the Crimean War, which was about the same distance from them. As were they saying much about the First World War? They were saying a lot about the First World War because mm. in the 1920s, that was only 10 years before. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's endured for, it's become actually the sort of, uh, the sort of moral myth of our age. Mm much more important for most uh, people in Western Europe and America, I think, than, than, the, than the Bible in terms of right. a, place, a source of moral instruction. Mm. This is where you know, there were good people and bad people and uh, the good people won. Thankfully. I'm looking, we were talking just now about black and white pictures, and I'm looking at some quite amazing old black and white pictures of, of VE Day and people celebrating, soldiers celebrating in the streets, women, children celebrating in the streets. Yeah. It's hard to imagine, really, living through something like that. I mean, my mother tells me, um, of, the t of, of what her time was during that period. She was, I guess, a sort of a t a early 20s, I think, but running up and down um, uh, into bomb shelters because she lived in Clyde Bank yeah. in uh, Scotland. Um, and my father was in the RAF, but he sort of, by the time he'd finished training, the war was actually over, and he was training in Canada and India. Um, and as you say, there was always somebody, I had a, an uncle who sort of disappeared during the war, nobody knew what happened to him. He was in the air sea rescue out in the Far oh, East. Yeah. And he went out for a sort of second turn um, and never came back. There was a lot of that. And, there was no and tracking, nobody knew whether no he was things. dead or alive. Well, the great painter, the great English painter, Eric Revillius, was a war artist. And he went out on, on a, a, a naval air patrol up in the, the, the seas around Iceland and mm. never came back. And in those days, there, wasn't, there weren't transponders or, or much in the right. way of, of radar tracking. You just disappeared. Mm. Yes, so it's not, it, there are lots of, it, it, but it dominates, dominated everything and still to some extent does. It'll be a while before it stops doing so. Though yeah. I do wonder, uh, I don't know how people uh, who are, say, in their 20s or early 30s respond to all this stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the trouble is the schools don't teach as much of it as you would like to they think. They teach a lot of should. Hitler, I think. Yeah, they teach about Hitler, they but teach they, about Vietnam, they don't teach an awful lot about D-Day, because I said recently I went and took my two teenage boys to um, uh, Omaha Beach, and they, you know, they never, they didn't know that much about the D-Day landings, because they don't do it. No, whereas we were, we, we, we were endlessly had our, our senses assaulted about it mm. the whole time, we were told, gold, Juno, sword. Yeah. And uh, and uh, they were. And if you go there, it really does, you know. Oh, it's extraordinary. Bring it back to you because it hasn't. The, the landscape hasn't changed. You can imagine it all going there's on. Great hulks left. From yeah. When I was at Aramorch some years ago, there's still great hulks of the Mulberry Harbour there, mm. and I think may endure for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It is. Um, but it is. Say the great moral scripture of our times. That's why people remember it still at such a long distance. Interesting. The, the Russians commemorate it tomorrow. Yeah. Because for them it was an extra day. 
I'm not sure. I think they just they they they, they just concluded that their their war with the Germans finished a day later. I think. Right. I'm not sure exactly. I, I have to look it up exactly when they took finally took Berlin mm. but they they said right it's our day is May the 9th and when I lived in Moscow it was a huge thing because yeah. there was still a lot of veterans in the early 1990s right. from the war then and all these very stocky humorous old geezers would yeah. come out and get a bit drunk right. on, on the street and sing songs and clink their medals wow it's rather moving yeah I bet let's talk about marijuana there's a study out uh, today in which it says that marijuana may be driving a surge in schizophrenia cases among young men this will come as no surprise to you Peter um, maybe behind 30% of schizophrenia cases, according to a major study uh, by the, the National Institute of Health. Well, I wish that, that this... It, it is, it's a correlation, I have to stress this. Proving a causation, a causal link between marijuana and mental illness is extremely difficult, and I don't think anybody has done it. But there is a correlation, uh, which has also been noticed by uh, leading British researchers, such as Professor Sir Robin Murray, mm. Uh, who's, who's one of the foremost psychiatrists in this country, and many people, including my friend Patrick Coburn, whose who's son, Henry, uh, f fell victim to mental illness after smoking marijuana at school, mm. would say that there appears to be a strong connection. It's extraordinary, it seems to me, that we should be in this state of half-knowledge. To say, from a, there was a Swedish army service some years ago uh, which tended to suggest this. There have been lots of other smaller studies which have tended to suggest it. It's not unreasonable to suggest that a drug which plainly has a powerful effect on the on the human brain might have a long-term effect on the functioning of the human brain. Mm. But there's an extraordinary resistance to drawing any conclusions from this because at the same time, there's this huge, very well-funded campaign to legalize marijuana. Legalization mm. would mean, of course, that it would be on the shelves in shops. It would be openly rather than covertly on sale on the, on the, on the Internet. It would be packaged and it would be advertised, quite yeah. possibly on television. As it is in America now. Well, it is, because the, 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 great, the Proposition uh, 64, I think it was, yeah. in California, specifically contained uh, provisions for advertising, something which it took, what, 40 years of hard campaigning to ban tobacco right. advertising, and now we have Well, I was astonished. A couple of years ago, I was in Los Angeles, and every billboard, practically, on uh, Hollywood Boulevard, um, going into West Hollywood, was a, an advert for marijuana. Yeah, it's, and well, the, the United States has, has because it's done this state by state and pretended that the federal law against marijuana still exists, has enormous numbers of places where this is going on. And again, yes, it the, makes the, apparently it makes the banking system very complicated because it's a federal. That's right. It's you still can't, a federal offence. You can't use a, a bank basically effectively, and you can't put the money into the bank if the bank is not just a local bank. Well, this is of course this is this is why the, le the legalization campaign continues because yeah. they, they want it. There's, there's, there's basically there's a UN convention which governs this, and particularly countries such as ours in the mm. United States, which are members of the UN Security Council, cannot really countenance open defiance of a UN convention. So there's this big well-financed campaign now to alter the UN convention so that they can get legalization. Mm. But at the same time, the evidence pours in that this stuff is, is, is potentially, possibly, seriously dangerous to, to the mental health yeah. of those who use it. I'm amazed that we can't call a pause to campaigns for legalization and decriminalization while we establish whether the link is real. Well, you would think, Wouldn't I mean, that people, be a reasonable thing to ask? Well, yeah. I mean, people have these conversations, don't they, all the time about alcohol. They say, you know, if we didn't have alcohol, you probably wouldn't license it now because you it's wouldn't. so dangerous, right? How is it possible that they think smoking cigarettes is bad for you, therefore some people, including uh, George Osborne now, want to ban it altogether, um, but yet you can smoke marijuana and it won't do you any harm? 
doesn't make any sense, does it? Well, it, it makes no sense at all. But the, the marijuana campaign is trying to say, well, since we've got alcohol and, and, and tobacco, uh, why shouldn't we have marijuana as well? That seems to me to be one of the stupidest arguments. We've got yes. two, two dangerous legal poisons mm. which do measurable and enormous harm to many of their users. And the, this doesn't seem to be being argued to have poison number three. And yet it, it, it's constantly pushed. Mm. And parliamentary committees and uh, teams of, of, um, of, of supposed experts, and certainly the BBC and many other parts of the media, are constantly pushing uh, lobbying documents calling for the relaxation of laws against yeah. marijuana. And the, the, they simply ignore the mental health issue. Right. And I just don't think it's possible to do this. If we say, for instance, t t tobacco smoking had been in in introduced on a large scale, and by the way, it took off basically during wartime. If, if cigarette smoking had been introduced on a large scale and information was beginning to come in that it was correlated mm. with lung cancer and emphysema and heart disease, uh, and, 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 it, and it was illegal, uh, would we make it legal? I don't think so. No. No, she wouldn't. So why? What is it about marijuana that seems to be among a certain class of, particularly media and, and, and political metropolitan person, a belief that marijuana is great? Mm. Uh, it's it, maybe it's because they took it at university. Uh, maybe maybe it's because it, they associate it with all the, the 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 summer of love and everything else. But whatever it is, it was a long time ago. It well. is a long time ago. But there are still people around in in our political yeah. system who went through that and who were influenced by it. If there is something about marijuana which has made our society relax its defences and try to put back those defences after we've legalised it is going to be incredibly mm. difficult. We're going to have to de yeah. decades in which to regret. I mean, I guess it. some of the driver of it might be money because it's a very um, rich business. Well, of course, it's, of course it's money. And of course, of course, governments would gain an enormous amount of taxation if they legalised it. And that's another reason why politicians are soft on it. But th that doesn't mean actually, that you have automatically to give into it. The whole point of having responsible government is that people say it doesn't matter mm. if it's going to bring in a lot of money, uh, if it's going to do so much harm, if we're going to have to build huge numbers of new mental hospitals, if people are going to be incapable of, of working, so we're going to have to subsidise them for all, our li all their lives mm. in large numbers, if you're never going to be able to have know whether the, the driver of your, your child's school bus or your doctor or your nurse or anybody doing anything for you mm. is, is, is not high unless you, unless you have constant drug tests yeah. in, in places of employment, then we would probably be better off keeping it illegal. Mm. Wouldn't we? Yes, probably so. Interesting. Well, we'll talk more about it, I'm sure. We're out of time, unfortunately. Peter, thank you very much. Thank indeed. you. We'll see you next week. Peter Hitchens, back here next Monday, back in the mail, of course, on Sundays, every Sunday the mail on Sunday, but also occasionally on other bits of the time of the week as well. Uh, coming up, we're going to be speaking about police recruitment. Also, yet another dangerous dog attack. The police actually shot dead two dogs in the street yesterday in London. Incredible. This is Talk TV. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.